What's poppin' sweets? Your favorite baker and host is back with a brand new episode of Cookies and Conversation. And today, I am sitting down with my girl, Sin. How are we doing today? What's up? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. <laughs> good. You deserve it. And I'm so happy. Yes, this is what I live for. I love to see mamas thriving and doing them and taking care of themselves and healing and all that good stuff. So I'm here for it. Yes, thank you so much. And I I can only say that I'm sure that you only recognize it in me because it's in you too. Wow. 100%. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's so sweet. Because like, I, I get really course. emotional very fast. I cannot. Thank you. <laughs> Girl, me too. My cancer moon be screaming. What's your rising? Girl. Capricorn. <laughs> you're a Capricorn rising too? Oh my Capricorn God. Capricorn So you're a Cap Sun, Cap rising, Capricorn. cancer moon? Yep. 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 Girl, you stubborn as hell. Oh my God. <laughs> no, Tell me okay, about though. it. Mm. Tell me about it. No, it's Okay. <laughs> With my big three, I'm very much, um, I think sometimes I can be a walking contradiction. (laughs) And I say this because Mm -hmm. Virgo and Gemini, they're both ruled by Mercury. They're both very analytical. And then you have this random ass Pisces rising Mm -hmm. that just makes me hella emotional. And it just leads Mm -hmm. the way for me. And I'd be like, I can't live like this. Like I, mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> it's an but we making it. <laughs> you know, I think that it just all balances. I think it just all balances us out. I mean, mm-hmm. with us being so hardworking and just go getters, like I really feel like God made me and us to have that water balance for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if mm-hmm. we had, if it was anything else, I don't know if we would be who we are. Obviously, but. It just all makes sense, like, in the grand scheme of things, I would say. Just that water, that water always just balances everything out. That's a fact. I agree. Like, (laughs) I have every water sign in my chart, and my chart is ruled by Pisces. So I'm just a big ball of emotions. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's That's why why we click. (laughs) You said what? That's probably why we click. (laughs) Yes, 100%. But... On in addition to that, rather, who are you and what are we sipping on today? If you are sipping on anything. Sure. So um I'm Sinclair and I am sipping on some water. <laughs> right yes. <laughs> Come on, some we nice, get this day started off right. Some nice alkaline water, you know, start the day off nice. Um I think that I'm I'm a big person that um has I have to check on people and make sure they're drinking enough water because you need it like for real we 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 gotta we gotta keep ourselves balanced out here so for right now maybe a little bit later around five o'clock it'd be something different but um, but it's like for the majority of the day we drink this water (laughs) yeah we're gonna drink this ice cold water yeah yes Um, (laughs) ma'am but I'm Sinclair um I am a writer I am a mother um I am I feel like I am a learner and a teacher a student of many sorts and I think that, you know, I'm just here to to really just shed the light on Black women and Black writers and Black healing. Um, I'm really big on that. So I yeah. work with kids. I work, uh, I work with kids. I like to work with families. And, you know, for the most part, just been out here writing uh, for the past year, almost year. I've been in this space of being a, a new mom. So right. that's a whole new chapter. Um, 
So yeah, but it's it's just, it's it's, it's kind of all over the place right now. But at the same time, I feel like God is also pulling it all together, slowly but surely. So um, oh come on, that's all the makings. That's all the makings of me. <laughs> yes, I'm over here just smiling. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> girl, we have so much <laughs> to talk about because like you basically mm-hmm. like open the gate. I feel like being a mom is the best job in the world. It's the hardest and the easiest job at the same time. It's actually really mm-hmm. crazy. So I really, mm-hmm. you know, want to talk to you about that. Like, take us through your motherhood journey. Mm. Girl. Well, you know I reach out to you sometimes. <laughs> yes. No, you know I'm right there with you. I'm with, Look, this is a yes. safe space. We talk about it all the yes. time in here, so it's all good. Yes. <laughs> Yes, um, I will say that, uh, well, to start off, I will say that I'm so grateful for the tribe of mothers that I have uh, around me that mm. I can call, like you, at, at any point in time and just be like, yo, absolutely, sis, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I never, never expected any of it to go this way. But, yeah, to start off, I would just say that uh, my my um, expectations versus my reality of everything has shifted so much since um, finding out I was pregnant to birthing this little boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was born last year, last uh, last summer, July 29th. And I had a really good pregnancy. Like, I, I, I think I had a really good pregnancy just because I was very intentional about everything. Like, I, well, I'm a writer, so I was writing everything down, like, my son will be born healthy and I'll have a healthy delivery and an easy labor Come and on. I'll have a, and I'll have a fun pregnancy. And I really did, you know, despite COVID uh, really just messing up everybody's plans. You know, I didn't really have a real baby shower, but the I had a surprise baby shower that my friends and family put together. That was just perfect. Um, despite, you know, everything, you know, those little traditional things, I would say that um, I really manifested like the perfect, baby and even I mean the perfect pregnancy and the perfect baby like I always say you know I want I I always ask God for you know a smart kid a kind kid um a a little chunky little kid and I never ever ever thought that he would bless me with a boy like yeah (laughs) my my family my family is uh is filled with girls I have one brother that's the first boy in years now I felt that yeah girl I just knew it was gonna be a girl like I knew it and I was waiting to find out um the sex but like his dad wanted to find out so I just made the sacrifice and found out beforehand and I'm kind of glad that I did because if I would have found out that that boy was a boy at the time he was born girl I probably would have passed out they Listen, probably would have to pick me up off the floor <laughs> okay no like that reminds me of when I was carrying Tyler and like mm-hmm. I wanted her to be a girl so badly, but I was like, I just know God's gonna give me a random ass boy. I was like, I feel it. <laughs> and Rayvon, he was like, mm, No, I know it's a girl. He knew I was pregnant before I was. I was like, There ain't no way in the world I'm pregnant. He was like, Mm-mm, There's a baby in there. I said, No, there's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next thing you know, here she is. But like, mm. I remember being like, I just know it's gonna be a boy. It's not that I was against it, but like, mm-hmm. I always wanted a girl first. Like, cause mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm such a girl mom, like mm-hmm. not that I couldn't be a boy mom, but like, I'm such, cause I know, I, I know, I feel like my second child is going to be a boy whenever, you know, that time comes, but mm-hmm. that's another story for another day. But yeah, girl. No, he was like, yeah, no, I feel like 
was like, I feel like it's gonna be a girl, and I, I'm 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 confident. And the next, you know, when they were like, it's a girl, I said, oh, it's a rap. Yeah. Like, I get to have yeah. this. Like, and then it just made my pregnancy <laughs> so much um more enjoyable for me because it's like, wow, I'm literally about to give birth to a mini me, like literally mm-hmm. a tiny Alicia. You know, and that's funny too because I said the same thing. I'm like, um, because his he has has a son already. So I'm like, you know, you you we gonna make this thing happen. You know, we already got a boy. We're done. Go ahead and try for this girl. Man, God <laughs> said, look, I got other plans for you. I'm giving you this boy, and I feel like um, I I said I I said when I found out, I said, man, I don't know what to do with a boy. <laughs> right. I don't know what to do with a boy. Like absolutely not at all. Right, um, and I, I, I just think that it's just all unfolded, like, and God has really just shown me and told me to, you know, just be His mother, just love Him, just, just do what you know how to do, and everything else will, you know, everything else will unfold as time goes on, and and, and that I, I don't have to know how to do, you know, the things that I think I know how to do when it comes to being a mother and His mother and stuff like that. So I think it really just came full circle. Um, like I said, my reality. Uh, I mean, my expectations, excuse me, versus my reality. It just went, it just yeah. went all over the place and kind of came back. Um, but he's not even one yet, child. So yes, what else is in store? <laughs> you, you know, one thing I want to ask you is with him turning one very soon. And by the time the listeners hear this, he's going to be one. My question is like, what lessons has he taught you? And what has this first year of motherhood really taught you? Hmm. Girl, that is a good question. Thank I you. Learned... Oh, hold on. Take wait. your time. Yes. Take your time, Pastor. Yes. God, I hear you. The biggest lesson that this son, this little boy that just woke up, <laughs> of course, <laughs> has taught me is to just fully show up. Mm. Um, and without um without apology without um regret without um without anything other than what I am um and I say that because girl I have my moments I feel like I cry almost every day (laughs) yeah um I I mean he he brings me so much joy we laugh and we play and we joke all day long um but those moments man those moments those testing and trying moments I feel like at the very end of the day he'd be testing testing my strength 100%. (laughs) the strength that I have to prepare for and kind of keep all day long so in those moments um of just not feeling like I'm hitting you know not hitting that that strength point that I want to have I have to be real with myself and be real with him I mean there have been times where I've um where I've cried and been like I'm so sorry that I can't you know, that I'm, I'm I'm feeling a little emotional right now, son. You know, I talk to him like he is, like he can really comprehend because I feel like we're that connected. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, you know, or even in the happy moments, I'm like, um, thank you for, you know, for being patient with me, son. Thank you for, you know, smiling today. Thank you for, you know, just thank you for being happy mm. right now. It's and, so intentional. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's my biggest lesson to just show up as I am and not expect myself to uh to be so perfect because I really have a perfection a perfectionism issue and yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with I feel, you <laughs> I feel like yeah. Yeah, he, he's really teaching me to just you know as long as I show up as I am and fully then you know it, there is no there is no wrong way to go in that because it's just it's just you you know 
Mm-hmm. And he has no other choice. He's my son, you know, I'm his mother. So, you know, they say that your children are like the only people really that, <laughs> that can really teach you that unconditional love. And I, I really feel like that's true, like on both ends. I agree. I'm right there with you. You know, Tyler, Tyler really has taught me the art of patience. And I have, Mm -hmm. I struggle with feeling and being grounded because of a lot of external factors. This sounds really wild, but you know, after the date I went on, (laughs) you know, yesterday, I could feel how grounded I've become. You know, Mm. like not only in my motherhood, but my womanhood, Mm -hmm. just being Mm -hmm. human. And it it was very empowering. Like the art of patience, like I said, because Tyler, Tyler has no patience at all. So like (laughs) I, and she tests mine a lot. And because Mm -hmm. I can lose mine very quickly, (laughs) it like, I -hmm. I check myself. I think it's very important to apologize to your kids when you have a moment. Like, I apologize to Tyler all the time. Like, she gets into all my shit all the time. And I'm ready to fight somebody. I'm like, girl, this is not what we do. Like, I'm talking about, like, little shit. Like, because I'm very frugal. So, I, Mm -hmm. like, for example, I think it was Friday. It's crunch time. I'm prepping for a wedding that I'm um, catering. Because instead of of a cake, it had cookies. It was a whole thing. And next thing you know, homegirl took two of our limited edition bath bombs and put them in the bathtub because she loves bath bombs. And I was like, bruh, I spent so much money on this. And it was right at the time that I was about to leave. And I was like, Tyler, I don't even want to talk right now. I was like, I can't. I can't talk to you right now. I was like, I'm so upset. I'm stressed. I I, I can't. And then she was just so confused. And I was like, but you know what? I said, mommy apologizes for being so stressed. And she, Mm -hmm. she's so sweet. She just helped my face. Like, you know, it's like someone just like cups Mm -hmm. your face. She does that to me all the time when I'm stressed. She'll be like, oh, it's okay. She pats me on my back. (laughs) Yeah, oh, she's the best. And she knows she tests my patience too, but like, I'm right Mm -hmm. there with you. Like, Tyler has taught me so much. And my pregnancy was actually probably one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it sucks. Cause like in the beginning it was amazing. Then it just yeah. went downhill very quickly. I think it's because her yeah. father and I have like sort of like a karmic connection. And cause like when I met him, it yes. was like meeting mm-hmm. him. Like I met him in a past life before. Like I was like, I know I'm supposed to give him a child. Like I knew. Mm. And here mm. she is. Yeah, it was wild. Girl, and, I feel um, like I can relate on that one. Listen, <laughs> listen, can we talk about it? I'm grateful that he gave me the greatest gift I will ever have in this life. But I've been doing this single mama shit like since Tyler was one month old. Last year, so in 2020, like spring, summer, and winter, we were, you know, co-parenting in the best way. And Tyler loved it. It's a lot of, uh, literally everything in Tyler's day-to-day life stems from me. Like every, Mm -hmm. and it makes me want to be even more intentional as her parent. And I think, I think you saw it on my transparency post some weeks ago. I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's our job to give our children heaven on earth and like, that's just it. Like, not only as a parent, but as single mothers, like, mm-hmm. we have no choice. Yes, yes. You know, I think that that's, um, oh, that brings it right home, right on home. Yeah. Um, just the other day, I was having a conversation with one of my older cousins, one of my older male cousins. And I don't really um, talk about me and his dad's uh, situation because it's, I mean, 
it's really non it's really non existent at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, that that falls right into what we were saying about you know, what I was saying about your expectations versus your reality. Um, mm. I completely expected and completely saw I felt like I felt it um us being together all of us being together and really you know making it work and I feel like you know like they say once they finally get here that's the real test and I feel like we went through so many tests um almost to a breaking point where I I, I'm like I can't I can't deal with the disrespect anymore I can't deal with the you know I can't deal with just the lack of understanding my whole thing is, is that you know we don't have to agree on everything we don't have to you know we don't have to see eye to eye but you I I am in a space where I need to feel understood because I feel like I'm always in a in a space to understand others um and to just be you know so deeply in love with somebody (laughs) then have all that crash it's like wow so this is this is really the shitty part of life that people talk about um but to get back to what I was saying about um my cousin you know we were having a conversation and you know I'm just saying that like you know it really just kind of sucks that you know I can't have the complete family that I thought that I would and he looked at me like what are you talking about like do you even know the definition of family and I'm like well you know what I mean like a complete family like a mom and a dad and you know and the kid and he's like yes. your family's already complete and I'm like you know at first I'm like man whatever he's really not hearing me but I thought about it like and really just meditated on it. I'm like, wow, like, regardless of whether or not, you know, he's in the picture or not, I do have the responsibility to raise my son. Um, and that can't be dependent on if he's here or not, you know, I have, yes. and if he, you know, if he was here, I would still have to raise him. Um, it would just be a little bit better, you know, with the, with the balance of it all. But like I said, you know, God has just been saying, you know, just be his mother, just love him and just do what you have to do. And, your role and the space that you can and um you that know I'm, I'm also manifesting my husband so step daddy applications like yes, and, that's, and that's me <laughs> no I'm right there with you like I wow my dad my he and I our relationship has been very strange but one thing I am grateful for is that Rayvon is the one that motivated me to um start um, speaking to my dad again and then okay. ever, from that day on like it was really good he's very upfront he's like look bro he said he said Rayvon, I'll put it to you like this he said imagine he was like you're not with Alicia Alicia he was he said he said just think that you got he said at some point if you don't get your shit together he was like mm-hmm. Alicia is going to have a husband Tyler's mm-hmm. going to be under that roof with husband and possibly more children and mm-hmm. you gotta go pick up your child from the life that you could have had. He was like, how does that make you feel? And mm. I was like, Ooh, come on, yeah, let's bring like, it home. Let's bring it home. <laughs> and of course, and you know, I think it right. And the thing is like, I have, and it took a while for me to really just be okay with where we are. Yes. Now, do mm-hmm. I miss, you know, the good parts of our relationship? Absolutely. Of Without course. a doubt. Do I miss mm-hmm. how well we co-parent? 100%. Because mm-hmm. we are kick-ass parents, like, together. Yes. Separately, yes. it's yes. always, I feel like it becomes like a battle. I am confident in the fact that, you know, like, I'm grateful for the fact that despite all of his shit and his flaws, he loves that girl so much. I feel like a lot of men need to go through their healing before they give mm. us babies, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. No, like, absolutely. absolutely. And not even just them, you know, because we have to take accountability as women. Mm-hmm. Um because I know that, you know, 
we, you know, you get in a relationship and you're so in love and all these other things and you can't really see through so, through so much. You know, we, we pass up the red flags and we look past all of the insecurities, you know, for for that feeling and for that, just for, I feel like for that feeling of love. And I feel like women have to be um, more, we have to, we have to tap into our intuition a little bit more and be like, listen, I might, you know, I might love him and I might, you know, think he's attractive or he might be telling me this or I might feel like this, but really, is this really 100% what I want? Is this, you know, with no cut cards involved, is this really what I want? Right. And um, I, I feel like we have to take accountability for that. I say for myself, I have to take accountability because I was one of those, you know, I, I feel like I really, I was at a point where I loved myself and I was, you know, I was out here doing a lot for myself. And, you know, when we met, I, I feel like, you know, I really trusted him and I really trusted myself to move into that space where we can, you know, start a family and, you know, uh, start a life together. Um, but there were, oh, so many red flags I ignored. Yeah. <laughs> within yeah. myself and within him, you know, um, with me, you know, with me being the emotional cancer that I am, you know, if I felt as though I wasn't understood by somebody fully and wholly I should have left I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have kept you know trying to get somebody to see me trying to get somebody to see my value and feel my worth and stuff like that um and and list it out for you no like no when, once you see those things you gotta you gotta go because there's yeah. something out there that won't even ask you twice you know <laughs> or you won't, you won't even have to you won't even have to think twice so yeah. it's like we we I felt so close to that feeling that I just accepted it. I'm like, all right, well we can, you know, we can work through this. We can without realizing, you know, he has flaws too. He might not want to work through what you want to work through, even though it seems like that. But you know, once you really get down to the real healing part of this shit, mm. yes, we both women and men, we have to take accountability yeah. for for our healing and you know just for the. I feel like the sense of illusion <laughs> that we put into yes. people and that we put into ourselves, like, girl, yes. kids, everything, kids, they're, they're such a blessing. And I would never, ever, ever take back my son or, you know, or the fact that he's here. But, you know, you just, you got to think about, think about all the factors, not just, the, not just the good ones, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I, I can definitely hold myself accountable. It's it's a it's a very fine line. Mm-hmm. There were times where I know I should have left. And it's not that I was so caught up in the love side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I can acknowledge the fact that and hold myself accountable for giving passes to red flags that were unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a little disappointing because even through those red flags, I still loved him. The main reason why I even loved him through it all is one, his dad asked me to like be there for him and take care of him. He was like, no, like he needs you. I didn't feel obligated in any way because I, I mean, I will always have love for Ray. I will always have love for that man. He gave me my child. He was the love of my life. That's just what it was. But beyond that, the reason why it was so hard for me to leave is because I was afraid of what could happen to me. I mean, like, he he made me, like, he always assumed that, like, I was running my mouth and I was very, you know, just talking about what he was putting me through. And I would never do anything like that. But then once it got to a point where I was more vocal about it, that's when shit started to get even worse. And um, it's just a sad reality. One of the reasons why he left, he told me, is because he, how do I word this? 
he had a hard time accepting what he did to me. He felt so much guilt and remorse that he was like, I can't be with you until I'm the best version of myself. Now, if he told me mm -hmm. that when he broke up with me, I would have been more understanding and more patient. Yeah. But mm -hmm. what really was like the, you know, the nail in the coffin just for our dynamic was you did it again when you didn't mm -hmm. have to. Yeah. And, um, and I don't, and the thing about, you know, anything domestic violence related, and I do, I talk about it a lot on here, just on this platform, because like I've, like I always say, it's very much a safe space. It's just people don't understand the weight that can come with it. And a lot of the time people like to victim blame, like, well, you probably did something to deserve this or things like that. And I think what disappoints me the most is that I still stayed not because I wanted so hard to make it work, but because like, I genuinely like loved that man. Yeah. And I was able to love him through that. The biggest mm -hmm. thing is like, I also had very specific um, expectations and I told him, I was like, well, you need to do this. You need to do that. You got to take care of yourself. You know, he turned into a completely dis different person when his father was murdered, like early on in our relationship. So, mm. you know, and like, I feel like because he hasn't allowed himself to grieve, that's yes. why a lot of stuff is happening now. And I mm -hmm. am working on I'm trying to figure out how to work what I'm saying. Like I have a thought and I don't know how to put the words to it. I'm forgiving okay. myself. You, <laughs> I appreciate you. I'm forgiving myself for how much of a hard time I gave myself for moving on and letting go. I am very big on protecting my peace more than anything, I'm big on protecting my daughters and I will do whatever it takes to make sure that she gets that. You know, her having a relationship with her father is very important to me. I hate when people force this narrative of, oh yeah, well, that's that's the dad. He has yeah. to be around. No, the fuck he doesn't. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. He really doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like, it's mm -hmm. literally up to you. So, cause you are mama. I mean, yes, okay, look, it takes two to tango. But at the yeah. same time, that is my baby. Like yeah. it's my baby, <laughs> and you know that I oh I feel all of that a thousand and one percent, and um I'm not I'm not completely there yet. I can I can see it at face value, but for me to feel like I'm a hundred percent there in my healing journey when it comes to um you know our our break up <laughs> yes. and out um I'm not completely there yet, but. I will say that, um, yes, the love that you put into a person is, it's, it's, it's like, it's life altering. <laughs> I mm -hmm. mean, we, we can look at it right here and right now with our, with us bringing these kids here. Yes. Um, it has completely changed our lives. And I feel like, I feel like when you make that decision to not only label somebody to create a child, but when you make a decision to, like I said, trust yourself and trust the other person, um, that's monumental in itself I mean there's so many factors that go against real love and I feel like when, once you take that leap and I remember when we when we first got together I kept saying um I kept saying fuck playing it safe because for a long time I was like I was really like 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 keeping myself from people I wasn't really um I wasn't really opening myself up to having a real relationship I was I, I wasn't out here just doing anything with anybody, but I was definitely just not owning the fact that I can actually love somebody to their, to its full capacity and also love myself through it. Um, and girl, when I thought, when I got with him, I'm like, man, this is perfect. But back to the parenting part of it, 
Um, yeah, I'm no, I feel you, girl. Keep going. Hole. I got you. Goodness gracious, I'm going down a rabbit hole. Um, no, you're okay. You're feel, good. I feel like, thank you. I feel like um, it's different with, I feel like it's different with a boy. I, I don't, maybe I'll unlearn this one day or I'll get through the other side of it one day. But I feel like it's really hard for mothers to raise their sons on their own. Um, not that it yeah. can't be done. Not that it hasn't been done 10 times over and well and efficient, um, efficiently before. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like, um, you know, fathers have a really, Black fathers especially, have a very prominent role in raising their sons. And we had so many conversations on how we want to raise him um, better, you know, to love himself and you know, to not have to, you know, need anything from anybody to be a provider, to be a man of God, you know, all these beautiful things. And then you turn around and then you leave me to do it on my own. Ooh, <laughs> it's like, girl, it's like, I, and I can't even believe I'm saying this right now without crying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's gross. I feel like, yeah, I, thank you. I feel like um, it's just really sad. And it just goes back to the point of, uh, of of people having to do their own healing before bringing children into the world and I feel like um we were there but then you know it, it shows its face later on um and I will say that I feel like I I had somewhat of I feel like I had some of a somewhat of an obligation to stay um even through my own uh domestic violence with him he had uh, had another child so you know I was in his life um he was you know he's a single he was a single dad at the time you know, I feel like, you know, because I was in his life and because, like, I was an early childhood educator, you yeah. know, I'm teaching him, you know, I'm teaching him all these things. I could teach his, you know, teach his dad all these things. And, you know, his mom was there. She loved me, talking about how she wanted me to really be her daughter-in-law and all these beautiful mm. things. And I'm like, okay, this is nice. This is a nice feeling to feel like I belong somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, other than my own family, you know, I'm making a mark in, I'm making a mark and a start and, you know, creating my own legacy with somebody outside of my, outside of my immediate family. Yes. Um, but then once you know, you just start saying things and it's like, wait, this is not, I, I don't want my husband talking to me like that. Um, yes. I don't, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. want violent treatments. I don't want, uh, to have to beg you to uh to to just be kind to me like uh, like why am I that begging part for right there come on <laughs> like why am I begging for decent respect and to have I mean and I'm not even trying to pull his business out there either because it's his business but I'm putting out my part of it for his mother to be a woman and to witness all these things <laughs> mm. um it's almost you know almost to a fault um of our parents and this is another part of my healing journey and forgiving my mother and all of the women that um are in my life that you know I feel like haven't necessarily been all that I just wanted them to be I feel like it's just a community effort for women to also do their healing too because yes we are the creators and how can we con- can we continue to create change if we're not doing what the fuck we need to do? Mm-hmm. We are sitting back letting our sons be abusers. <laughs> we are sitting back letting the men in our lives be whatever they want to be mm. and do whatever they want to do and then stay in the name of love. It's like, really? Yeah. It's like, really? We're, we're really still doing, we're really still up that, that narrative in 2021. 
no yeah no you know (laughs) no that reminds me because like I had a very good relationship with Rayvon's mother and it went downhill very quickly I'm gonna keep it a stack his mother is my biggest trigger the Mm. thing but the thing is my foundation will always be firm and I think she hates that (laughs) like there's like this underlining jealousy um, mm-hmm. And I don't know what she's jealous about or jealous of. I mean, I think I'm cool as shit. You know, I be chilling. But like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, I be chilling. But like, I just don't understand where this like random jealousy came from. There was one time I was dropping off Tyler and I was trying to speak to her. She was being disrespectful. She triggered me and I like, I snapped. Like I popped off. Like I don't usually fuss. Like I don't usually go off. You know, I'm a very grounded like I was saying before, I'm a very grounded and peaceful individual. So once you get me out mm-hmm. of my element, my character, you done fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I she would, she didn't even want to listen to what I had to say originally. I was just going to talk about, like, I was ju- just going to set some, like, ground rules and, like, some new guidelines for Tyler and things like that. She kept cutting me off. I don't like yeah. that. And then, like, it was just a wrap after that. She left. And I was like, fuck it, whatever. But anyway, um, my mom spoke to her for me. Um, that following Monday, because I dropped Tyler off on Fridays and I pick her up on Mondays. And my mom relayed a very specific part and it plays rent free in my head. And it's the mm-hmm. fact that my mom said to her, she was like, you know, Alicia's biggest issue is that one, she doesn't get acknowledged or respected as Tyler's mother. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I, it's been that way since I was carrying Tyler. Like no one on his side addresses me as Tyler's mom. They're just like... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm everything but that. But she said the biggest issue along with that is the fact that in private, you defend her, but in public, you bash her name and disrespect her. And his mother couldn't couldn't even say anything to it. And it's really sad because that alone shows and like her lack of response, because she's one of those people that always has something to say, like no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. But like, I think the lack of response in that moment really spoke volumes. And it really, um, it goes back to what you said. It's like, you have to hold your sons accountable. You have to yeah. hold your, like your children accountable. You don't just stop being a parent, no matter how mm-hmm. old your kids are. Like I've mm-hmm. told her all the time. I'm like, bro, don't hit my phone. Your son needs to hit my phone. Well, I can't make him do anything. I'm like, it's not about that. She said to me, she was like, I you know, I can't tongue, make him do now. anything. Okay. <laughs> She was like, she said, well, he's grown and I can't make him do anything. He makes his own decisions. Yes, Mm. although that is true, again, it goes back to my point of you don't stop being a parent. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom, she checks my shit all the time. My dad, my dad checks my shit all the time. I I need to see that that layer of parenthood be implemented more in a lot of these relationships. I'm seeing that accountability is not happening. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, even, like, outside of our, like, you know, our personal situations, I'm not seeing it with a lot of people. Like, I feel like a lot of people are just, you know, doing their thing. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, to piggyback right off that, coming full circle again, accountability can only exist when you have self-awareness. Woo! If you don't know who the fuck you are, how are you ever going to admit to what you can possibly do wrong to somebody else? Mm-hmm. or maybe you just don't give a fuck like <laughs> maybe, you just don't, maybe you know who you are and you just don't give like I feel like that's how his dad is like he knows he knows how he is and he knows that he uh is disrespectful he knows that he's mean he knows or you know has a mean side because let me tell you he is not completely uh he's not this complete I feel like monster that right um 
that I feel like my hurt has made him out to be. Because we have to remember, like you say, you know, I was in love with him. I, I did not see all these things. But at the same time, you know who the fuck you are. You know, you know, if somebody's literally screaming and begging to you to be nice, like, where do you feel like, <laughs> where do right. you feel like, you're good. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Where do you feel like you, um, girl, I don't lost my train of thought. It's, it's okay. It's he okay. always get like that when I start talking about dad. No, <laughs> but, no, no, no. That's okay. But, yeah, but back to this accountability. You just you just have to be self-aware first um, so that you know what you're doing to yourself and to everybody else around you. And if you just want to be by yourself, then you just want to be by yourself. But mm. if you want to have a community of people, people that love you, a wife, a husband, like you have to know that you're doing some shit to make them feel triggered or make them feel loved even and continue to do that or stop doing that. Like, it's not just about you. It's not. I come on. All right now. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and switch gears and focus more on you. Um, I want I want to talk about your writing. Where's your greatest source of inspiration? Like, how did it start? Take us through all of that. So I have. I love getting, getting asked this question because I feel like it changes depending on the the season that I'm in in my life. Yeah. Um, but it always uh, starts off with the fact that I've been writing since I was younger, um, at least like, you know, seven, eight years old. And I just remember, um, you know, going through certain things in my life. I don't even remember who told me to first start writing my feelings out and stuff. But I would just go through certain things as a child. Um, and I would just go straight to my journal and just pour it out to my journal. It's partially probably because I'm a middle child and um you know we go through our own things as middle children <laughs> yes but, oh my god <laughs> but I um just I come from a loving family I feel like but also a family that doesn't really take much accountability for um the things that they do and you know come you know coming from a lot of yelling um and just that uneasiness of childhood so uh, yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot of times I would just pour myself out into my journals and that's really where it started. Um, even to this day, I, you know, when I pull out my journal, I still feel um, like I'm pouring out, pouring out myself because nobody else will really understand it the way that I feel like my journals will. <laughs> no, I get um, that. Yeah. So uh, now I would say that my inspiration, like I said, depending on the season, uh, it just comes from. I feel like a, ma- a, a matter of me being honest with myself. Um, I always, I always kind of laugh to myself, like when I finish writing a poem or something, because when I write, I don't, um, the words really just kind of come to me. I don't really have to like, uh, it's not really a whole process. It kind of really just flows onto the page. And um, I really feel like that's my gift, not only to, you know, to share with people that I feel like will understand it, but it's my gift to myself. It's my gift to myself to be honest and from God to be honest, because like I said, it just flows. Um, yeah. So that's what I feel like that's where my inspiration comes from. Just like the, the things that I go through in life and just coming back to reflect on it and learning how to be honest with myself. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> how how would you say your self-love journey has been? 
because I know it goes like self-love journeys in general go through like so many ups and downs. Okay. okay. Right. And like, I think that I'm in, speaking for myself real quick, it's like, I'm in such a, I was actually talking about this this morning and like, Mm -hmm. I was on Twitter just rambling like I usually do. And Mm -hmm. I was talking about how much I love this version of myself. Like, like I said, I've always been a very peaceful person, but this is the most at peace I have ever been in my life. Like I feel, you know, like I, my self-love journey started in 2010 like the deepest parts of it. Right. And obviously, like I said, it's been very up and down. There are a lot of times where it's super challenging. There were a lot of times where, I mean, over the course, you know, from 2010 until now, there were so many times where I had a hard time, like getting back in tune with myself and looking in the Mm. mirror and being comfortable Mm -hmm. in the skin I'm in and embracing every up and down, you know, every traumatic situation and every, you know, you know, mountaintop that I reached, like it was a lot. And I think now I'm just, I'm good. Like I actually feel good. Like I'm doing good. well. I have mm-hmm. no complaints, but I want to know where you are with your self-love journey. I I think that I, I think I'm getting there. Yeah. Right now I'm, I'm in a place of, I will say being broken down to be rebuilt. Woo. Um, yes. yes. Because Come on. I mean, and it's not even just with this past relationship. It's with, you know, um, this, like, like I'm trying to find a new career path. I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm a new mother, so that's a whole new role. And then just, like, these weird on and off relationships with my family members where um, I'm learning how to be good on my own. So um, I think that I'm just in a really deep transitional period right now where I feel like... Um, I'm finally getting to a point where I am allowing myself, giving myself permission to really love myself first. I I think that I've I've poured so much into other people and, you know, gave myself a little sprinkle here and there. Um, but to know that like I can fully give to myself now, um, I think that that's that's where I am. Like I in my past relationships, you know, I was I feel like I was just always just giving myself like, and that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that I was, wasn't full on my own, but I felt like I had to compromise so much of (laughs) compromise so much of myself. That part. Right. What they, what they needed me to be, um, or what, what I thought I should have been for them. But like I said, like now I'm really just in the space where I'm like, I can be this for myself. Um, and, 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 in addition to that, being a mother, I feel like doesn't even take away from that because I feel like I'm naturally a mother. You know, as one, as a woman, I feel like I'm na- I naturally mm-hmm. have that. We're nurturers, that motherly, yeah. right? Right. So that's that's not really much to take away from. I have to agree with you. Like I would say, over the past like five to seven years, like yeah, like 2014 ish um, is when I really just started like diving really deep into myself and trying to unlock the layers and you know just really figure out the root of so many things Um, and I'm still I'm still there um, because you know we still have life to live and there's so many there's so many layers (laughs) Mm -hmm. but but right now yeah I'm definitely in a transitional period where I'm just accepting it all and where I'm just really learning to just figure out what makes me me and what makes me happy like without anybody else (laughs) 
Exactly. You know, yeah. that's me. You know, I last year was very hard for me, you know, because that was the last time I saw Ray. That was the time I entered a very unhealthy relationship. Mm. And it was unexpectedly unhealthy. And the thing is, I lost so much of myself being mm. with him. Um, mm -hmm. And the moment I left, I was like, okay, Alicia, you really got to get your power back. Not mm -hmm. because of how unhealthy, well, not only because of how unhealthy he was and how unhealthy that connection was. It, it was more like I, I stopped tending to myself. I'm a very, very selfless person. Like, mm -hmm. I will give you the clothes off of my back. I will give you my last. Obviously, my child's always going to be taken care of. Let's get that out of the way. But okay. <laughs> it's like, if if it ever came down to it and somebody needed something, I'm going to do it. Like, yes. it, and I wasn't doing that for myself. I stopped showing up for myself for months. And mm -hmm. me learning to love myself again was so uncomfortable. It was so hard. Like, mm -hmm. I felt like, like, one of my biggest, um, forms of self-care personally I love spiritual baths I wasn't doing them like that so I mm -hmm. was carrying a lot of energy um and being around so many energy vampires it really yeah I was drained it's like okay I'm already depleted and you taking what little bit I have left okay mm -hmm. the way I got back in tune with myself was I started therapy it was great, mm, yep, you know, yep. and I had to stop um, this early this year because like financially it was hitting my pocket way too much. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But I started Reiki, too. And I really mm. started a lot of shadow work because um, mm -hmm. I hadn't really done I hadn't really dug deep within myself like that in a very long time. But this time I had a completely different approach. So coming into this year, I was that person that was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna get all these books. I actually talk about this um in the first episode for season mm -hmm. two of this um podcast. But I came in, I came into this year like, you know what, I'm gonna get some books, I'm gonna get back to reading. And it really highlighted all of the unhealthy habits that I developed, not only because of the people that I chose to surround myself with, but because mm -hmm. of how how in tune I wasn't with myself yeah. if you get yeah. what I'm saying so yeah. I and what I did it was I literally stripped down to the raw I, I was just talking about this oh my god but <laughs> what what really helped me with my self-love journey was first of all I love working out it's my favorite hobby and it keeps my mind clear keeps my mental health in check and I think that's also what helps me um be grounded but I really got back into my spiritual baths I really got back into getting down to the rawest version of myself so I took off my acrylics I think the last thing I did was get like a pedicure because I love a good pedicure but I got a pedicure mm -hmm. took off my <laughs> acrylics took out my locks you know I wasn't really wearing makeup like that I stripped out any type of um distraction so I mean I'm, I'm talking any distraction right mm -hmm. and it I it was so raw and it was so uncomfortable like you know after being assaulted sexually like it kind of changed my physical touch relationship with people and myself. So like mm -hmm. I had a hard time being in tune with me outside of like yeah. you know, basic hygiene and shit like that. So I was just right. like, it was uncomfortable, but what I'm grateful for is really seeing the other side. And I'm yeah. grateful for really yeah. making like actively choosing myself and choosing my peace, choosing my worth, acknowledging the fact that I am human and really just 
learning to love myself again, but differently and a lot better this time around, you yes. know? Yes. That, and that, that is completely like right on the money. I remember when I reached out to you a few months ago yes. and, you know, I was just in a really bad space with, you know, with parenting and trying to co-parent with him. It's like the beginning of the beginning of the end. Right. <laughs> <with us. laughs> but uh, I remember, I remember you telling telling me that one of the things that helps you is to actively um, choose peace and to choose grace and stuff like that. And I, that really mm-hmm. stuck with me because, because uh, it's like life, life will never stop being what it is. You know, it's that good, it's bad, it's ugly, it's beautiful. You know, it's all these dualities. But what, if, once you choose, once you're intentional about what you're going to do, then everything, I feel like everything flows from that. And I feel like, yes, getting back in tune with myself and getting back in tune with just just loving myself again yeah. um, has, you know, has a lot to do with that too. Like I, I am at a point now to answer your question even further, where <laughs> I made a commitment to myself and to God that I'm not letting outside distractions get to me. I'm not, I'm not going to talk to no men, you know, I'm not starting no new relationships. I don't even really want any friendships with any men. Um, I'm saving myself for marriage. Like, yeah, I feel like I feel like that was just a really pivotal shift, um, and just my whole mindset. Because, like, wow, I mean, I listen. No, girl, I, <laughs> I, 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 I love me a, a black man, okay, but I had to come to a point where I was realizing that, like, I was giving too much of myself and not giving all of what I want back. And I feel like once I, you know, save myself, give my give myself that love back that I was giving everybody else and really just hone in on who God wants me to be and building a relationship with God again, then I can get everything that my heart desires. Like come on. I can get I can get it all. Like there is there is no shortcuts around it. Like there is no limitation. Like you can get it all. <laughs> like and I feel like that's that's just the that's the shift that I'm doing right that I'm learning right now um to just like you said like not have no outside distractions and to just like I said find out what makes me happy again right and like we just pour so much into into people and even if it's just talking to somebody or just dating somebody like you still you know you still got your thoughts like oh well um what if they don't like me or what if they don't like that I do this or you know instead of figuring out if you fucking like it for yourself exactly exactly if you like it for yourself or if you don't or you know or if you even like that person or if you even like you like those are the questions that 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 are important and to answer right now for me Mm. to get back into with myself come on look i i'm tired of y'all coming up on here and not giving me space and opportunity to follow up because that that was it no no that's you that is all you because you're the one that asked the question bye I, you know, I'm, I love, I love seeing your growth. And when you texted me, I felt so honored because I, I love to be there for people and I love Mm -hmm. to, you know, help people in their journeys. That's just like, that's just who I am. And I'm really honored that those words stuck with you. Like Mm -hmm. it it really means a lot because it took a while for me to even get to that place. I I think about how, like I said, I think about how chaotic the last few years of my life have been off and on. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like, I was never used to that. 
And I yeah. really, ha- and like, you know, people are always like, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, you oh know, you God. just got to trust. And absolutely, <laughs> I trust God with everything that happens. There's some shit that I'd be like, bro, what are you doing up there? What is coming about? I'm not really ready. But if it's happening, I must be ready type of thing. But, you know, I, I got to a point where, like, I remember just going in and out of court for two weeks in two, 2019. Mm. Like, I'm talking... Like, I had to use literally every bit of my PTO. Like, it was Mm. horrible. And, I mean, Mm. look, I got paid. That's all I care about. But (laughs) it's just so chaotic. And it really highlighted for me, like I said, like, how to just actively choose myself and choose peace. You know, you you have to meet people where they are. And my sister, my older sister, tells me that all the time. You have to meet people where they are. You, you, because the more you focus on them, the more distracting it's going to be for you when it comes to you, you know, Mm -hmm. like, cause at the end, and I always say this too, I say this to, I think everybody I talk to, it's like, at the end of the day, it all comes down to you. You know, you, you are the source. It's, it's you like, yes, you can have your tribe and you can have everyone hold you down, but ultimately it comes down to you. What are you doing Mm -hmm. for you? How are you honoring yourself and choosing yourself and peace and then, like, the healing journey is just never linear. I wish it was in the grand scheme of things, but that's not how life works. And I'm okay with that. It took a while for me to be okay with the ups and downs in my healing journey. It took a lot for me to allow people in that really would shake the table in the best way. Like, my mm-hmm. therapist, she really, mm-hmm. like, got my brain thinking. It, like, got my brain moving. And I'm like, damn, like sis isn't saying much but she's also not missing and I need that like (laughs) you know I'm grateful to be in a place too I'm glad I love myself enough again this is the first time I'm actually even saying that out loud which is huge but thank you I it took a while to get here I'm very humble thank you Mm -hmm. it took you know me loving myself so much where now I it is nothing for me to set up my boundaries now. It is nothing mm-hmm. for me to release people from my life that no longer serve the purpose that, you know, they were here to do. Like, you mm-hmm. know, obviously it sucks to drop, you know, people that you genuinely care about, people that you think that will be there for you. But at the same time, it's like you want to make room for the people that are going to pour into you the same way that they'll pour back into you. And the ones yeah. that will never question you and your boundaries your peace you know your space your time that's who you need to be around like those Mm -hmm. are the people that will build you up and help you get to your final destination especially with the self-love journey because they can they can help you highlight the things that you don't even see in yourself you know and I'm so I'm really grateful that we crossed paths too like when I sent you my number I meant it I was like girl yes I know girl like, like and look, I'm a slow texter. I'm a dry texter. And I know I can be sometimes. I just be tired. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but the thing is, like, I'm always, I want you to know for a fact, like, I will always be here, whatever you need. Like, I, I will always make sure that you're covered. I cover my people. So I got yes. you. And, yes, and I I completely receive that, though, because I, I also have to add that, you know, not only with me, being able to receive your help because that is also another another layer to my self-love journey mm. is is just tapping into that feminine energy and like being yes. able to receive like we are so 
caught up in this masculine energy, taking care of every single thing, making the money, doing mm-hmm. the job, taking care of the kids, you know, everything that we, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we lose sense of the fact that, you know, we are meant to also receive and, 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 and in abundance. And Ooh. I think that with me also, you know, I, I'm a big person in my friend community, friend, friend group or whatever, and family where, um, you know, a lot of people come to me for advice too. So to be on the receiving end of that and to be like, Hey, this, you know, I, I kind of need help over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. to, and to receive that, I, I, I wholeheartedly receive that. And I'm so appreciative of, you know, of, like you said, of us crossing paths because I don't ne- I never take that, take, you know, take that for granted. But I cross paths with people, and we only met in person one time, girl. I know, right? You know, and that's the thing too. Like, you know, sometimes, like, because honestly, for me, and I'm the type of person too, where it's like, it doesn't. I'm so solid to the point where I don't ever have to. Like, you can always hit me up whenever. Like, I don't care how long I go without seeing you. You know, how long we go without talking. I'm gonna check in on you. But I'm going to just be like, I will I will always give space. I will always hold space for you. And the space is open no matter what, no matter when, you know. And yeah. that, that's just how I move. Like, everything is intentional on this end. And I really want to go back to the, um, you know, tapping into that feminine energy. You know, me mm-hmm. and my shadow work also highlighted a lot of that for me, too. Like, I... I, like you said, like, I'm such a go-getter. Like I was saying before, I'm a I'm a workhorse. Like, I go hard. I've always been the provider because my parents always told me to never depend on a man. But now Absolutely. I'm starting to realize because I've always been such a giver and a caretaker and basically damn near a mother to every nigga I've been with. I'm really like, <laughs> no, like, I cannot do mm-hmm. that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not for me. I can't hold space for anybody that's expecting me to cater to them. Like now if you're pouring into me first and you're allowing me to be feminine and submissive to you and your mm-hmm. energy, oh say mm-hmm. less. Like I got you. But beyond yeah. that, no. Nah. Yeah. Like I yeah. like I was saying to my mom the other day, it's like, look, I got the business. I have my child. I just want a solid man, a man that will like that's that's selfless. Like I just one, I, I I desire and want a relationship that, you know, stems back to service and being able to just willingly do something for me. Like, I always talk about how I'm a self-proclaimed superwoman and it's hard for me to take off my cape. And now I'm starting to realize, like, okay, for so long I wasn't trying to, but now I'm in a space where it's like, okay, I'm ready to take this shit off. Girl. Now I want someone to come in and be like, Girl. I got you. Okay? Girl. Okay, can I That's get a it. motherfucking hand clap? Because, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. The more I learn about this this duality of just ourselves and the roles that we play as women and men, like, we have so much work to do. <laughs> Number mm-hmm. one. But, yes, I wrote, I, I, I wrote on one of my pages, um, on Mother's Day, but yeah, it was this year on Mother's Day, obviously, because this is my first year that my son has been Earthside. But I said, I really don't like being a super mom. Like, this is not what this is not what I want to do. Yes, I'm grateful that I am able to show up and do all these things, provide, um, nurture, teach, and you know, and still, still be there for myself. 
but I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want, right. I don't want that anymore. Can I, can I get a pass? Because I need a man <laughs> that is going to be a man because that's what men do. Men yes. And, and right. I need a man that's going to show up actively and wholly in his and healed in his role. Like we not, we not doing these cut cards no more mm-hmm. on, on my end or his. Okay. <laughs> Come on that part. Like I'm just so used to being the one that's giving and giving, mm-hmm. giving. Mm-hmm. I feel like every woman deserves a love that, um, that, or just like any type of experience that involves that. Like you don't mm-hmm. like you do it because you want to, not because like, okay well they're kind of expecting you to and like you said mm-hmm. like going back to the being super mom i'll be, be so tired bro like there's and it's it, the thing is like you got to show up for people even on those days it's no not people you got to show up for your child um even when it's hard to show up for yourself mm. i think that can be it can be sometimes sometimes be challenging you know mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like who girl like it can, it's a very fine line it's a there's a lot of balance that's required and i think it all just comes down to making sure that us mamas really take care of ourselves and like eventually like the guilt will wear away mommy guilt parent guilt is so real but especially it's mommy so guilt yeah kicks my ass but you know showing up is so important you know our babies yeah. like they deserve everything and like you said like being super mom it's a little tiring, but you know, at the end of the day, we we get the job done because who's going to do it better than mom? <laughs> okay, that's and it. And I will say, right, and I will say, um, as as I, I I was head over heels deeply in love with his dad. Yeah, um, and I will say that um, I still love him to this day. <laughs> I feel but you. I I learned, and I'm so grateful for for all of it you know for the hurt and the healing part um that he offered in my life he has taught me so much um about the world and about um and just about life um and one thing that has always (laughs) one thing that has always um stuck with me that he said is that you know many people have come before you and you know they've done it and I will I will he will always say many people have come before you when I would complain or whatever and I would say and they did it well you know many mm. people have come many many people have done this shit way before us you know they might not have had all the resources that we have now they might not have they might not have had all the um you know the community and you know the money or any of that 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 we have now but people have done it before and they have done it well. Like they mm-hmm. have, there have been generations of beautiful people that have been birthed, you know, from from hurt, unfortunately, from trauma, unfortunately, yeah, um, and and from change, you know. But it 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 can get done, and it will get done. Like we have to do it, like you said. But just I always keep that in my mind that like many people, many women have come before me, and with less, <laughs> and with less, and they've gotten it done and well, like. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. And it's going to always be all right. You just got to yeah. push through the storm. The storm's always passed. It's just, you got to worry less about how long, like, you got to stop worrying about the duration of the storm. It's more so, okay, I, I'm going to get through it. It's all about perspective. It's all about that. Oh, girl, you hit the yeah. nail on the head. Yes. Mm. So, <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, with everything being said because we've we've unpacked a lot we've talked about a lot and i'm really grateful for this i love transparency like this it's Mm -hmm. i feel like conversations like this 
need to be normalized. And I would say that based off everything we talked about, it all of that leads me to ask you this. What, well, two things. What is the biggest personal change you've made? Or the, or the biggest personal change you've seen within yourself? And what is something that you need to learn to make time for? Mm. Girl. I was about to say, girl, we got time. <laughs> That's really deep. Wow. Wow. I, I'm open to it. Okay. The biggest change that I've seen within myself is realizing how much how I can shift the focus from oh yes Sinclair that was it how I can shift the focus from always needing validation from other people Mm. and looking for it within myself and and not even just because it's kind of hard to find within yourself sometimes but literally asking God to continue to show me myself um, and 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 in the light that he created me to be. So I'm I'm a big person. Like I really, you know, when I would go through things, I would just I'll be quick to pick up pick up the phone and call my mom, call my brother, call anybody that can, you know, that would listen and that you know that can kind of bring me back to myself. Um, even through because <laughs> I have really bad anxiety anxiety too, and um, having you know these really high emotions sometimes, I would really. Um, need somebody to kind of reel me back in and um, you know almost get me from like jumping off the <laughs> jumping off the off the daggone cliff right um, but I will say wow and I'll take a moment for myself because I'm really grateful for this that I you know I don't have to do that anymore I, I literally will you know call on God ask God to help me get through it um, I will turn inward and really ask like what do I need and how can I give it to myself yeah um I will really you know and if I need to call somebody you know I will go through the process my you know through myself to see how I really feel first and then you know call somebody and be like I was really just going through this and um you know I, I I just needed to tell somebody that I got out of it type thing and I, it's made me so proud because even, you know, I've had, I've been on the verge of anxiety attacks and I've puffed myself out of it. I've breathed myself through it. And it's, it, it's been hard to get there, but also yeah. not really, not really that hard because I've realized that, you know, I can't continue to reach for people when I'm the one that needs to, that needs to find the safety within myself. Mm. And, um, and I have my son to thank for that too, because <laughs> like, you know, our children, they're our children and they, they just, they're just attached to us and connected to us. But one thing that he's told me also is that, um, you know, he's a very free kid. He can, he loves people. He'll go to anybody, you know, he's very friendly, very playful. He'll play by himself. He'll play with other kids. Um, but one thing that he really, I would say, I would say something that he really enjoys is just really being close to me. And um, and he really taught me that like, I'm safe. Like I'm a safe place. I don't have to, I don't have to look for somebody else for my safety. I don't have to, uh, you know, I don't have to try to find it anywhere else that I can just be 
within myself um, and find, you know, find refuge. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes. Ooh, that was a good question. I'm you just so glad. You just forced me to answer it all for myself. Like, damn. You know, that <laughs> it makes me feel I'm, I was getting emotional because it's like, <sighs> I love that you are holding space for yourself. You're making space. You're making room. You know, I think that I think I think it's making me emotional because I know my vulnerability is my superpower. And I think it can be everyone's superpower if they give it that energy or, you know, really look at it from that perspective because it's your truth. It's who you are. And nobody can take that away from you. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about it. So I just really... I really appreciate you being that open and honest just this entire time, but especially yes. in that moment, because I could I could feel it, you yes. know, and I think yes. it really shows um, your growth and where you're going. You know what I mean? And I feel like I mean, girl, like you've been you look, you be on point a lot of the time. So <laughs> I love I love to see you grow and I love to see you flourish. And I just like again, like I'm really happy to see you choosing yourself and choosing your peace and choosing everything that you just described because yeah you deserve oh girl oh you deserve I really, oh. I, I received that I, re- I really receive it because my heart um, is so full yes mine is too girl I feel it because it's not you can't I mean you can't do it alone like and I'm really grateful for all of the people that have that have poured into me in one way or or the next you know because I um I feel like uh, duality and balance is my superpower. Like I can I can see mm. something really harsh, you know, like I e you know my relationship with my son's father, and but still see the good in it. And like like wow, like God really gives you both. Yes, <laughs> God really gives you both, but also gives you the free will to see through it. And it's like it's it's just an unearthing feeling to like really get to that point because. Yeah. I was really, I was, I was really stuck there. Like, dang, I can't, like, I need somebody to help me get through this. Like, and I, yes, I still need people, but like, dang, God is really, really here, like all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't have to look for anybody else. You know, you always want somebody else there, but it's like, dang, mm. girl, I got to Come on, girl. <laughs> look, look, I, look, I'll be trying. Look, I try to find one that hits the nail on the head. I'll be like, girl, look, that is that one that. <laughs> You but really you know, and, you really and even with all that being said, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with and how can they keep up with you? Sure. Um, well, I would, oh, I would say to take what you need and leave what you, what you don't. Um, and I, that's with any, with anything in life, um, you know, anything that you might see on social media, take what you need, leave what you don't, if it applies you know, just apply it to your life and really realize um, the things around us that make us who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of makings, <laughs> my latest book, um, Makings of a Woman, is on my website, withlovesin.com. That's still, you know, I'm still signing copies and sending them out personally. Um that's one of my that's one of my babies. I published it last year when um in the same month that my son was born in July. So it's about to be a year old. Um and I'm so grateful for that piece of work. Um because I I've grown a lot from that piece of work. 
Yes. Um, but that 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 book took me almost four years to write. So I'm very grateful they can, you know, people can check me out there, um, my website and with Love Sin on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Oh, I'm so honored to have had you. Thank you, mamas. I'm so, so grateful humble. for you even I'm reaching so out. Grateful. Thank you. <laughs> Sin, let me tell you something, sis. I was going to have you on Cookies and Conversation podcast. I like, you know, because I'm all about having people that, you know, take pride in who they are and are very yeah. authentic, raw, and real. And I want you to know, like, you embody that, like, without a doubt. And it's so effortless. And I need people... And I hope people look to you and see how much, not only how much you have to say, the weight it holds, and just really the importance of being, like I said before, just authentic, raw, and real. You embody that for sure. And I'm just yeah. I'm just happy to know you. Oh, girl, I'm so that. emotional. This makes me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> I received that. And I, I really, I appreciate you for being just a light in my life. Like, like I said, girl, we only met one time. But I know. It doesn't even matter, like, all the people that, that I meet, all the women that I've met on social media and that have become, like, real sister friends, like, I know that you all are God-chosen, like, because you just get it. And I need people, we I all need people it. that just get it, like, for real. You gotta heal for real. <laughs> I receive it. I'm right there. I'm right there. Uh, and with that being said... Thank you so much to my listeners for tuning into this amazing episode of Cookies and Conversation. I'm really hoping that you all took something from this because I definitely did too. And now I'm just like, I don't know. Now I'm like a big ball of emotions in a very good way. I'm so excited <laughs> about it. And with that being said, until next Thursday, we're out. <laughs>